Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Are you looking to get paid clients consistently without needing to rely solely on social media and without needing a big audience? If so, I want to invite you to my upcoming free live training. It's going to be private, hands-on, and on Zoom, and I want to invite you to apply at HaleyRowe.com slash training. Make sure you apply because I want to make sure that the content I'm going to be teaching is relevant for you and your business, and I cannot wait to see you there. HaleyRowe.com slash training. Hey, I am live today with Sally Wagner, and she's going to tell you all about herself in just a second, but we're going to talk about common mindset pitfalls that you want to avoid if you want to be growing your business, getting out of scarcity mode, making more money, making more impact. And before we get into that, I want to let you know about a free live training I have coming up in October. I'm going to be teaching you how to book paying clients without needing a big audience and without needing to be posting more. So if you're sick of social media and you want to be growing your business in a way that you feel like your efforts are paying off, be sure to apply for the free training at HaleyRowe.com slash training. And let's welcome Sally now. So Sally, why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and we'll dig in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I wear multiple hats. I have multiple business initiatives. I'm a speaker, author, lawyer, real estate broker, instructor, and a life coach, life alchemist, I like to say. Uh, On the law and real estate side of things, I have a consulting company. We do brokering contract compliance consulting to real estate brokerages in Florida. So we're the the broker on call. Uh, We also do contract compliance. Uh, in all the offices where we serve, we have approximately 3,000 agents. So it's it's a pretty hefty operation uh, that translates into about $6 billion in sales volume, averages about 600 transactions a week. And fortunately, I don't touch every single one of those. Uh, on that side, I also have a real estate school. So people who want a license in Florida, people who have a license in Florida can come to the school and get that education. And then I'm also a life coach, a life alchemist, and I, I guide people to uh, achieve the success that they choose for themselves. Love that. And I'm sure on the way to where you are now in your business, there has been many hurdles and mindset blocks, things that you've had to work on, and also the challenge of juggling all the different types of businesses you have. A lot of times I see coaches or service providers struggling because they have a lot of different offers going on, or they have their day job and their growing side business. So I guess my first question for you when it comes to mindset is how does somebody kind of gear themselves up to have when when they have a lot going on and they're feeling that overwhelm and maybe they do, you know, have a couple different gigs going on or they're multi-passionate. What advice would you say to somebody like that? I love the term multi-passionate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of us are like that. And one of the keys there is because it can be overwhelming when we look at all these goals and sometimes they seem to be competing for our time and our energy. Um, Break it down into manageable steps, daily activities, a system and a process. So it's something that you do every single day. So, you know, with this initiative, you do these things every day. And with this other one over here, you do these things every day. When you put it into a system and a process, it's much easier instead of when you're focused on those big goals, as magnificent as they are, they are overwhelming. Yeah. And I think systems and frameworks in your life and decision-making criteria is actually really important. And you can do it with a lot of different things, like little subjects in your life. Like, for example, making investments in your business, having a criteria for how you decide what you're going to spend and not spend on, having a system for how you plan your day and your week, having a system for how you manage um, objections and, and you know, sales problems. Like, so there, there, you can really dig into each of these. And one of the things I want to ask you about, though, is if somebody's like, well, okay, but I have no experience in business, or I don't know if my framework's right, and just a lot of self-doubt about trusting their own self. Um, what would you say to that? Yeah. So I, I think we, again, we all have that. We have those moments of doubt and gosh, am I really on the right path here? Uh, and I think some time, give yourself the grace to take some time and develop all of this, you know, because it doesn't just happen instantaneously. And you really want to be intentional and structured about it. I think it all starts with an overall life strategy. You know, what is my life strategy? Uh, And it's not all about the business. It's not all about, it's my overall life strategy for me and how I'm going to live. And then that strategy is supported by my individual goals. And I may have goals in business. I may have goals in fitness, nutrition, family, relationships. All of those goals are going to support my overall life strategy. And then again, going back to the systems and processes, those goals are supported by the daily systems and processes that I put into place to take action every single day. So that would be my first piece of advice. Uh, As much as we want to jump into it because we are passionate about what we do, take some time and put that thought structure into place. Love it. So if somebody has a system they're doing and they're feeling like, okay, I just started, but maybe it's been a couple of weeks now and I don't know, how do I tell if I should keep sticking with this or if I should make tweaks and how do I not maybe beat myself up in the process? Right. Again, we want it now, right? (laughs) Just like Queen, we want it now, we want it all, we want it now. Uh, And it takes time. Uh, When you plant seeds, uh, you don't rush out five minutes later and dig it up to see if it has grown a potato or a carrot or a radish or a rose, whatever it is you planted, right? It takes time. And so really give yourself 60 to 90 days to begin to see meaningful results. So I would I would say take time. Uh, Don't don't be in such a rush. Uh, because the results are really going to be telling if you're on the right path, taking the right actions. Um, you know, think about being on a, a nutrition plan or an exercise plan. You, you don't suddenly become ripped the next day. 
uh, it takes a while. And yet daily, you're going to be building strength and resilience and, and stamina. And, and you don't really notice it until maybe 30, 60 days out. So I think that's the key. Give yourself some time. Don't be too impatient. And I know it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And why don't you share a little bit about, was there ever a time in one of your businesses where you weren't quite sure you were going to make it or there was something really hard in the moment that you had to coach your th yourself through and maybe share how you coached yourself through that and what kind of mindset shifts you, you offered yourself? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it, it, Again, I keep saying this because it's true. We, we experience this all the time. I don't think there's ever a moment where we we become so successful that we don't experience these doubts, you know. And it's constantly, you know, I'm working on a new uh, program, a new service right now in my coaching, and I'm thinking, golly, is this really something people are going to want? And and I've had feedback as I've offered modified versions of it. And people are going, yeah, I love this. I want to do it. And, and so it's that kind of thing, you know, to test it, um, see what kind of response you're getting, because it's not always true that if you build it, they will come, right? <laughs> uh, how many failed products and services do we see? So I, I think it, when you have that feedback that you're getting, and that's an important part of building resilience, that you want to have feedback and accountability, then it helps you course correct so that you can adjust because it's not always a straight line to success, right? We, we need to course correct as we go along. And the, the feedback, the accountability, I think helps us do that. For sure. And the way, one thing that I offer my clients is like, really all of this in life is an experiment and it's a game. And at the end of the day, we're all going to this is probably what you want to be doing anyways. So you might as well get started, be willing to do what it takes to figure it out. And the sooner you start, the better. And yeah. the sooner also you can be open to seeing it as an experiment and not taking everything personally and gathering the data and tweaking as many times as you need, mm -hmm. the sooner you're going to be able to move forward without the mental drama and be actually achieving results. But I see a lot of people starting the process, thinking it has to be perfect, getting distracted or discouraged by the uh, data they're getting. And then instead of actually staying on the path consistently and building up their skills and, you know, tweaking it if, to work, they have these like detours where it's like, oh, well, I took two days off because I was so discouraged by the snow, or I think it's not working now because I got one, you know, sign up and, and, but yet it was their first day, you know, putting the word out. Yeah. So it's like, you have to be willing to um, just see it as a game, I think, to be a little more, to be less, I guess, uh, stern in your beating yourself up and all that kind of stuff, because that can be a whole thing that drains your energy and starting a business is hard enough. You don't need that mindset yeah. drama, yeah. right? So let's say um, somebody is like, in that kind of, let's call it scarcity mode. They feel like I'm not enough. My audience isn't responding enough. I need clients or I need X, Y, Z. Um, 
how, what would you, how would you coach somebody through that? Or what are some ways to get out of scarcity mode and get more into abundance mode and patience mode? Yeah. So that, that's all about mindset, right? And uh, it, mindset is so important uh, because we do get into those traps, those mental prisons uh, of scarcity of, uh, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy, you know, all those kinds of things. And so I think it's important to understand the progression that our thoughts determine our feelings, our feelings determine our decisions, our decisions determine our actions, our actions determine our results, and then our results reinforce those thoughts. And of course, then we have programming in the midst of all that as well, but, you know, mind apps, I call it. And so when, when we start thinking those kinds of things, you can see it has that cascade. And the farther we get into that, then the more our results are going to be affected, which then just reinforces those thoughts. And so I would encourage someone to interrupt that cycle immediately, intervene, be disruptive. And, and the easiest entry point is your thoughts. So if you start noticing feelings like that, uh, and they're going to lead you to make suboptimal decisions, which lead to suboptimal results, then you want to kind of take it backwards. Okay, what was I thinking before I felt that feeling of unworthiness? And you can you can retrain your thoughts uh, and interrupt that cycle. So I think that's the easiest entry point to make a, a significant and fairly immediate change. Yeah, definitely a pattern interrupt is important. And I think the other thing is to just note that nothing has gone wrong when your brain is like, oh my gosh, you're such a failure, you're such a loser. That's it. Or you should just relax. You should not try that big, scary thing. You should just mm -hmm. go sit on the couch and watch Netflix. That's like our <laughs> primal brain's job is like, keep us safe, keep yeah. us alive, keep us, you know, happy in the moment instead of the long term. Yeah. And your job, I think your number one job as an entrepreneur, not just strategy, but also your job is to manage your mind so that you know, like, oh, there's that little toddler in my brain who's mm -hmm. always just trying to keep me small. And that's fine. And that's normal. And that's always there. But, you know, I'm an adult and I get to make my own decisions and create my own results. And I'm going to observe that. But I'm not going to be like, OK, toddler, yes, you're, you're right. Let's just not do anything big. Um, and just knowing like bad feelings sometimes like fear isn't um, a sign you shouldn't do something. Sometimes it's actually the opposite. It's a sign. Oh, my gosh, this is going to expand you. This is going to cause you to grow. So not resisting those negative feelings in your business. Suddenly things become a lot lighter, despite what people would think is like, oh, I don't want to feel those feelings. I shouldn't have to have those feelings. No, like the sooner you let them in and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I'm being guided to growth the sooner you can move forward, right? Right, exactly. That's that's the reframing. And and I love you said the toddler. I, I call it the snarky six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they, they send us all these messages about, oh, you know, what are you thinking? What have you been smoking? You think you can mm -hmm. do that? You know, and, and those messages are a lot of things. Many times it's fear, as you mentioned, you know, and fear is deceptive. It's not always about, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. It's, it's those things like, oh, I think I'll just watch Netflix now. I think I'll, you know, I'll just relax. I'll, it's, it's those kinds of messages that are subtle that distract us from the goal. 
and the daily activities. And so when we reframe that into an opportunity, it's a challenge rather than a threat. And going back to what you said earlier about living, you know, gamefully, uh, that's so true. And, and everything is an experiment. Everything is a level in the game. And, and quote, failure is just, you know, if you're playing a game, did you fail? No, you're just going to keep doing that level until you get enough superpowers and, and boosts and allies to make it to the next level. And that's what life is all about. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So can you give an example of your, I guess, daily or weekly system in your life coaching business? Yeah. So I, I live by resilience and uh, I also have a term in my coaching MSG that stands for mindset, skill set, get off your asset. Uh, and I think resilience is really MSG put into practice. And so by that, I mean physical, and mental, uh, physical emotional, mental and social resilience. As we build all of those in our lives, we're going to succeed in business and in life. And so every day, my system and practice involves building resilience in all those different ways. Um, so I build resilience mentally by doing my job. Uh, I answer questions from agents. I teach classes. I develop new materials and new content and write articles and books. Uh, I do a lot of speaking. Those are ways to build resilience. Uh, studies show that as we build social resilience, um, we are more successful in life and business and in everything. And, and social resilience is all about finding something greater than ourselves uh, that we are striving to achieve in life. So it's kind of our raison d'etre, you know, those kinds of things. So that's really what my system and structure is all about, to build resilience every single day. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And what about on at, during the times you don't feel like doing that? I do it anyway. <laughs> it's not about how I feel. It's about what I do uh, and I who it. I am. I am the person who does this every day. Um, so it's not, it, you know, if I'm sick, I, that's a little bit different. If I, you know, last week I was exercising and I kind of pulled a muscle. So I took it easy for a little bit. You know, those things are different from, gosh, I just don't feel like doing it. Right. And mm-hmm. so you, you make it part of your system and structure. So I, I do, you know, small weights to build strength, maintain strength in my arms, my shoulders, my, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I put it in a place where I can't ignore it. It's in the drawer next to my hairbrush. So every time I brush my hair or do something with my hair, boom, there are the weights. I have to do it. Right. So Mm -hmm. as I build that system and structure, it's not a question of, oh, golly, I just don't feel like doing it. It's like, this is what I do because this is who I am. Yes. Well, okay. So what you just mentioned there is about how if you want a habit to be a part of you, or if you want to be a certain kind of person, you have to make it a part of your identity. You have to change your way you see yourself, not just your actions topically. Yeah. Right. So that's why so many people who I talk to, I can tell they don't see themselves as an entrepreneur yet. They see themselves as someone with a passion, someone who has this hobby, someone who wants to make money doing it, but they do not see themselves as like a resilient entrepreneur who can figure things out yet. And so 
in when I work with them, we're, we're going through not just the strategy sometimes, but if they need it, sometimes they have to reshape how they see themselves. They have to yes. reshape, oh, I could be the kind of person who shows up on video. Yeah. I could be the kind of person who closes the deal. Like, and I think what you just said is two things that were really interesting. Uh, you put, you make your habits easier by changing your environment. So you put your weights in your drawer or whatever with the other things that you do on a daily basis. And you don't rely on your feelings to drive you to do it. You just make it a part of the system. And then the third thing is you see yourself as the person who does it, right? So right. any tips to somebody who um, maybe like, do you have like a mindset practice, like a journal prompts you like to give somebody who wants to change their self-image or mm -hmm. anything like that that you'd share? Um, one of the things that I, I love to encourage people to do is anchor. And, and I'm using anchor in a weird way, not necessarily like I would use the anchor when I do NLP with people or EFT with people. Uh, but anchor it so that it becomes part of the daily routine. So when people are uh, changing their thoughts about themselves, you know, affirmations, I'm fabulous, I'm this, I'm that. And the snarky six-year-old goes, yeah, right. Um we incorporate all of those affirmations into our daily routine. So every time I brush my hair, I'm saying I am worthy or I am the person who does whatever. Um, I, I brush my teeth and I'm doing that. I pick up my car keys, boom, it triggers that thought so that it is reinforced. You know, every time I open the refrigerator, these are things we do constantly throughout the day, multiple times a day. And when we can anchor that new thought or that new behavior to something we're already doing, then we're going to be more successful with it. I love that. Yeah. What would you say, like, do you have a system for how you manage obstacles in business? Um, or it could be a specific type of obstacle or it could just be in general? Um, I, I think it really depends on what the obstacle is. You know, I'm, I'm in a highly regulated industry with real estate and with law. And so there are lots of obstacles in terms of complying with continuing education right. and getting all the forms right and, you know, reporting. Yeah. And so uh, and those can be obstacles because sometimes the systems are not friendly. <laughs> so, gotcha. OK, well, yeah. what about let's say with um, let's say somebody kind of going back to your example when you were creating your program and you were trying to get feedback and see right. if it was proof of concept. Let's say somebody is dealing with an obstacle where um, their ideal clients are not responding well to their content or their sales calls or whatever it is they're promoting. Okay. Yeah. So I would say enlist them as allies. Um, find those people who are your ideal clients and enlist them as an ally. This is going back to living gamefully, right? We have allies in our game where we're the, the hero. We're on a, a quest uh, to roll out this new product or service and, and say, look, and I've done this, you know, look, I'm beta testing this and I would love you to participate in it and give me your feedback. And when you enlist people as an ally, my experience is they love it. Uh, because they want to be part of something and and you want them to be part of something as well. And when you recruit them as an ally, as you develop that that system or that product, whatever it is, they're going to give you feedback. They're going to have some sense of ownership. And then when you truly roll it out, they're going to be a champion for you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's some kind of quote about like 
people love being a part of a movement or I, I'm gonna, I can't remember the exact quote. Mm -hmm. It's way better than what I just said. But <laughs> the point <laughs> is when you include people in your journey of success, yes, we like being a part of that. We, we yeah. like being a part of a tribe and a community. And also I think the important part though of that and what you've highlighted as well is make it about them too. It's not just about you. Hey, I'm, I'm looking to get feedback. I'm looking to blah, blah, blah. No, make it about, Hey, I want to offer you this, you know, mm -hmm. beta testing program. It's got, it's not going to be available forever. I want to make sure it's a win for you. I want to get to know your struggles and make sure you're like one of the best case studies I've ever had. And we're going to do this together and blah, blah, blah. Like what do they want? Right. Exactly. So what about with marketing? I'm curious to hear from you. Is there any big lessons you had to learn uh, the hard way or like a big takeaway you'd want coaches or service providers to have who, that you had to learn? So I, I think marketing is really so dependent on, you know, what we are offering. And, you know, I, I would tend to say I, I am an introvert. And so for me, marketing is more like uh, relationship marketing, you know, to build relationships and establish relationships. And it's, it's more personalized. It's more unique in that way. Uh, and then, you know, there are other types of marketing that are just like blast out to the whole world. Uh, and I think you can be equally successful when you identify what is a good fit for who you are. Yeah. And I think another takeaway from this episode when we were talking about patience is to build trust with your audience. First of all, obviously, you have to be good at what you do and have a good offer and good messaging and all that. But the second thing is just time and yeah. that relationships are built over time yes. and exposure. Like if you aren't out there talking about what you do ever naturally or even just in a structured post that maybe it's like more of a promo post, nobody's going to know what you're doing. So I think time and exposure is key. And then the other part is just being, going back to that self-image part, being the kind of coach who's good at what you do, who's committed to your clients, who's you know curious about your audience and how you can be building those relationships and making offers. When you become that kind of person, naturally the actions start to unfold of what you should be doing. So Sally, this has been super fun to talk with you about just mindset and what it's like to be a multi-passionate entrepreneur like you are. Um, is there any final takeaways you'd like to share with our audience before we share how people can connect with you? Uh, I would just uh, go back to the whole piece of resilience because resilience is so important. And as you were talking about you know, building those relationships over time, that's all part of resilience. And, and it does take time. And as we build those bonds of relationship, people are more likely to trust you, uh, which is a key element in doing business with people, right? Know, like, trust, and remember, uh, because people need to hear from you on a regular basis so that they remember you. And I think that is all part of the resilience building. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And how can everybody stay connected with you? Thank you. Um, my website is a great way to connect with me. And you can find me at Sally, that's S-A-L-L-I-E, Wagner.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if it's really helpful for you, I'd really appreciate if you share it and or leave a written podcast review. This tells the podcast sites that our show is useful and it will be promoted to more people that way. Thanks again.